Ava, and I am seven years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he can heal. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, and the hope of living with him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why he wants you to join him. Alicia Yoder here, and it's so great to be with you on another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. Now, you may have heard our story today before, or maybe lots of times, but today we're going to find out why God chose David in the first place, and why David decided to fight Goliath, and why it matters for us when we come up against something that wants to keep people from knowing God's greatness. Last week, we talked about the faith God gave to Jonathan to attack the Philistines and how he used Jonathan's trust in him to show his power against the Philistines. Saul, on the other hand, acted out of fear. He made his men keep fighting without eating any food. And when God told him to destroy the Amalekites and everything in their city, Saul listened to his army's desire to keep the best of the animals and made excuses when Samuel told him he had disobeyed. He didn't want God to truly be his king as he tried to lead the people of Israel, so God was going to reject him from being king. One day, God said to Samuel, How long are you going to be sad about Saul? since I've rejected him as king. Fill your horn with oil and go to Jesse, who lives in Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be the next king. Samuel said, But if Saul hears about this, he'll kill me. God said, Take a cow with you and invite Jesse to a sacrifice to me. I will show you what to do. There you will anoint the one that I choose. So Samuel did what God said. When he got to Bethlehem, the elders were shaking with fear when they met him. Do you come in peace? Yes, Samuel replied. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Make yourselves ready and come to the sacrifice with me. He also invited Jesse and his sons to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Jesse's oldest son, Eliab, and thought, This must be the son God is going to choose. But God said to Samuel, Don't pay attention to his looks or his height, for I have rejected him. I don't look at the outside of a man, I look at his heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him come before Samuel. But Samuel said, God hasn't chosen this one either. And when Shammah passed by, Samuel said, Not this one either. 
Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen these. Are these all the sons you have? Jesse said, My youngest son is still out taking care of the sheep. Samuel said, Go get him. We won't sit down until he gets here. So they sent someone to get him. And when he got there, Samuel saw he was a handsome young man. God said, Get up and anoint him. He is the one. So Samuel poured the oil on David's head with all his brothers watching. And the Spirit of the Lord came on David in power. Now God's Spirit had left Saul, and an evil spirit came to torment him. Saul's servant said, This evil spirit keeps bothering you. Let's look for someone who can play the harp. Each Every time you feel the evil spirit coming on you, he can play music, and you'll feel better. So Saul said, Okay, find someone who plays and bring him to me. One servant said, I've seen one of Jesse's sons who plays the harp. He is a brave man and warrior, speaks well, and is good-looking, and the Lord is with him. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse, saying, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. So Jesse loaded up a donkey with food and a young goat and sent them with David to Saul. Saul liked David very much, and David became one of his armor-bearers, one of the men to carry his armor and weapons. Saul sent a message to Jesse, Let David stay with me, for I am pleased with him. And whenever the evil spirit came on Saul, David would take his harp and play. Then Saul would feel better, and the evil spirit would leave. Now the Philistines had gathered their army for war, and so Saul and the Israelites gathered together and camped on one hill, while the Philistines were on the other, with a valley between them. One of the Philistine soldiers was a champion named Goliath, and he was over nine feet tall. His armor was over 125 pounds. He had a spear and javelin, and a man carried Goliath's shield in front of him. Goliath stood and shouted to the Israelite army, Why are you lining up for battle? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he can fight and kill me, we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our servants. When they heard his words, Saul and all the Israelites were terrified. Now Jesse's three sons had joined Saul's army, but David went back and forth from Saul to care for his father's sheep. Goliath had been coming out every morning and evening with his challenge for forty days. Jesse said to David, Take this roasted grain and bread and give them to your brothers at their camp and give these cheeses to their commander. Make sure your brothers are okay and bring me something back from them. They are fighting against the Philistines. 
So David left early in the morning and reached the camp just as the army was going to their battle positions, shouting the war cry. The Israelites and Philistines were facing each other. David ran to the battle lines and greeted his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath stepped out and shouted his challenge, and all the Israelites ran from him because they were so scared. The Israelites had been saying, He keeps coming out to make fun of Israel. The king will give great wealth and his daughter in marriage to the man who kills Goliath, and his family won't have to pay taxes. David said, What will happen to the man who kills this Philistine and takes away our shame? How could he make fun of the army of the living God? They told him what Saul had said, and David's oldest brother got angry with David, saying, Why did you come here anyway? Who's watching the sheep? You are selfish, just wanting to watch the battle. David said, What have I done wrong? When Saul heard about all that David was saying, he sent for him. David said to Saul, Don't be afraid of this Philistine. I will fight him. Saul said, You can't. You're only a boy, and Goliath has been learning to fight since he was a child. But David said, I've been caring for my father's sheep. Whenever a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I chased after it and hid it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I killed it. I've killed lions and bears. This Philistine will be like one of them because he has challenged the army of the living God. God rescued me from the paw of the lion and the bear, and he will rescue me from this Philistine. So Saul said, Go, and the Lord be with you. Saul put his own armor and sword on David. But when David tried to walk around, he couldn't get used to them. I can't use these, he said. So he took his staff and chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in his shepherd's bag, and walked toward Goliath with his sling in his hand. Goliath and his shield-bearer had already been walking toward David. When Goliath saw David was only a handsome boy, he made fun of him. Am I a dog that you come at me with a stick? He cursed David in the name of his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your body to the birds and beasts. David said, You are coming at me with a sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the army of Israel, who you have made fun of. Today God will give you to me, and I will cut off your head. We will defeat the Philistine army so the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone here will know that God doesn't save by sword or spear. It is his battle, and we will defeat you. As Goliath moved closer, David ran quickly toward him. He reached into his bag and pulled out a stone. He slung it, striking Goliath in the forehead, 
and Goliath fell face down to the ground. So David defeated him with a sling and a stone and took Goliath's sword. When the Philistines saw Goliath was dead, they ran away and the men of Israel chased after them and defeated them. When Saul had watched David go out to meet Goliath, he'd said to his commander, Abner, whose son is that young man? Abner said, I don't know. So Saul said, find out. And as soon as David finished killing Goliath, Abner took him to Saul. Whose son are you, young man? David said, I'm the son of Jesse of Bethlehem. Now, if someone asked David when he was a little boy what he wanted to be when he grew up, what do you think he would have said? A shepherd? A soldier? David didn't ask to be the next king. He didn't ask to be placed in Saul's service, playing the harp and carrying Saul's weapons. And he didn't ask for all the scary things that happened between being chosen to be king and actually becoming the king. Just open up to the book of Psalms in the Bible, and you can read many of the songs he wrote to God, wondering how God was going to come through and rescue him, but also trusting that God loved him and had the power to do it. God was writing an amazing story through David's life, which we'll learn more about in the coming weeks, a story that continued through his children and their children and their children, all the way to when the true King Jesus was born in Bethlehem. But before he knew he would be king, while he was still caring for sheep and fighting bears and lions to protect them, God was working in David's heart to help David understand his love and goodness and strong protection. He enjoyed the time alone with David and his, and his sheep, just as he enjoys each moment that we spend talking with him. You might not know what kind of jobs Jesus will have for you when you get older, but as you learn to receive his love and follow him as your king now, he can keep preparing you for each twist and turn that happens in your life. Whether your family has to move somewhere new or your friend decides to spend more time with someone else instead of you, or you just can't seem to get good at the sport or instrument you wanted to learn to play. As we pray things like, Holy Spirit, please keep changing my heart to be more like Jesus. God will do it and give us his joy to keep following him and loving others. Even now, you can look back on the things you struggled with when you were younger. Maybe being scared every night or getting mad at your brother or sister all the time. And you can see how God has helped you. There will be times when you, you'll still feel nervous about what God is inviting you to do, especially when it doesn't seem to make sense or you can't think of an answer to your problem. When God told Samuel to choose the next king, he was scared for his own life. He also thought 
that he knew which son God would choose. But he was obedient and kept listening to God, even when all of Jesse's sons who were there passed by and were rejected as God's choice for a king. As you keep listening to the things his spirit speaks to your heart and loving your family and friends and others he's placed into your life, you can be even more a part of what God is doing instead of just guessing at what he might be wanting you to do. You might not be able to see inside someone's heart, but God does, and he can help you to speak the encouraging words they need to hear. As you grow in your friendship with Jesus, you will also notice when someone makes fun of your king and friend, like when David heard Goliath stand up and challenge the Israelites and their God. David was willing to risk his own life so that Goliath wouldn't keep insulting God and his power. He looked crazy to the Israelites and the Philistines when he ran out to meet Goliath with no armor and only a sling and a few stones. But he trusted God to come through so that God could get the glory instead of him. When we receive Jesus and our heart is changed inside of us, we can also hear him and obey, whether other people are watching or whether we're all alone, whether the job feels small, like playing music, or big, like facing a giant. And when someone makes fun of Jesus, you can tell them about his goodness and power instead of being afraid of what they'll think or how angry it will make Satan and his demons. Can you think of a battle you're facing now with loving a family member or friend or a big change that's happening this summer? You can pray along with me right now. King Jesus, I invite your power into this hard thing. Would you show your glory and beauty through it and give me the strength and faith I need to face it? Thank you for never leaving my side. Amen. Okay, friends, let's go fight those battles. (laughs) 